My name is Thomas, and I'm here with my wife, Marcia. And today we're talking about spending time together. So quickly, we're going to look at our scripture, and then we'll just jump right into it and talk about all that we want to talk about when it comes to spending time together as husband and wife. Great. We are called to marriage. Amos 3, 3. Amos chapter 3, verse 3. It simply says, Can two walk together unless they are agreed? Can two walk together unless they're agreed? Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> what's, what's your answer to that? No. <laughs> the question itself insinuates its own answer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> kind of a rhetorical um, question. Right. So two cannot walk can together. Ch- Sorry. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Unless they be agreed. I mean, technically, two can walk together, but it won't be a good walk. Right. That's <laughs> what I was thinking and what I was nearing to, nearing saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can try, but it won't be a pleasant walk. And maybe it won't endure. <laughs> yeah. If it's going to be a good walk then there has to be an agreement. Mm-hmm. Well, I chose this scripture because we're talking about spending time together. And I feel like spending time with anything or anyone cannot occur un- unless there is some sort of agreement. Mm-hmm. So we agree to spend time to do this or to do that. Or I agree with someone to go to A or go to B. Whatever it is, when it comes to the passage or the spending of time, there needs to be an agreement. Nobody ever finds, you know, themselves just in a coffee shop talking about their lives. <laughs> just they, they just found themselves there. Husband and wife are sitting in a tea shop or in a restaurant and they are making an order for a food that they've always wanted to try. And they just find themselves in the restaurant and the way that just brings the food, it doesn't happen. So there needs to be an agreement. The two of them have to talk about it. Oh, today we want to spend our time to do this. We want to go out um, and hike on the mountains. We want to go to this place. We want to go to that place. We want to sit down and talk about our marriage in this way or in that way. Let's go out and talk about having kids, things like that. So there's always an agreement when it comes to spouses spending time in a particular way, which is an important thing to do. So how do we spend time together? Hmm. In many ways and inevitably, if I can say that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Even though spending time is not necessarily the same thing as spending good time or quality time, but. Inevitably, by virtue of the fact that we live in our tiny little apartment and we're in the season of coronavirus here in China, so we go out Mm -hmm. as little as possible. It was even snowing today. So, uh, yeah, we don't go out much, which leaves us nowhere but in each other's presence. (laughs) You don't have a choice. (laughs) But um, Man, it's going to be so hard for, you know, couples who are dealing with challenges like couples who that's true having a fight like if you're going to be in the apartment or in your room with a wife that you don't want to talk to in this coronavirus season man it's going to be the worst place you could ever be (laughs) that's so true and i didn't even think about that 
Like, that's a funny thing to think about. <laughs> Spouses who evade their marriage by going to work for long hours every day. Yep. And all of a sudden, they can't go to work. Mm-hmm. And they're forced to be home. Yep. <laughs> and deal with their life. May God work in this time in some people's lives who are struggling in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. So... Well, there are things we do intentionally, and then there are things which we have as habits. They were also intentional at some time, but they just formed into habits, I think. And then there are things which we're trying to do as well, which we struggle to do. It's real. But we never give up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the easy ones first, the things we do together naturally, the things we don't even think about. Yeah. What what would you say those are? I obviously have some in mind, but <laughs> we eat together. Definitely, that was like the one <laughs> of the big things. Yeah, <laughs> we always eat together. Mm-hmm. We always eat together. We even eat off the same plate to the criticism of others sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some people find that weird. Yeah, and not traditional. Some people are very very traditional. We are not. So, um. And then when we eat together, a lot of times we'll watch something together, which more often than not, it's a documentary because Thomas really likes documentaries. And that's a way that we can spend quality time doing something he's interested in. Now, I like documentaries too, but I would never have watched as many documentaries about (laughs) and on the topics that we have covered over meals together than I have with Thomas over this past however much time I've been married to him, almost two years. So I've learned a lot, a lot, a lot. I let him choose all the documentaries and I just watch with him and we learn, yeah, a lot. But sometimes we also watch movies together. He brings a nice movie and it's like a, you know, very informal date, really. It's nice. And yeah, so that's another way we spend quality time. What else comes naturally? Being in bed together. Yeah. It's another, yes, sweet time that we spend together in the morning before we get out of bed. You know, we kind of roll around a little bit. (laughs) I know. Yeah, we cuddle. We're always kind of shifting around, um, but spending time together in the bed and in the evening too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's really nice, you know. You have said in the past, it's something that you never thought you'd enjoy. Or necessarily, necessarily needed, needed. or yeah. yeah, but it's it's become one of the things we both enjoy doing, being in bed together, and whether going to bed or waking up, and you know just intentionally staying around each other and cuddling and holding each other here and there. Um, yeah, so that's one of the things we do. Yeah, and that's a that's a good time where. You know, we talk a lot. We talk extensively about so many different topics. But in bed, we talk sometimes, but I would say probably more often than not, we don't talk. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's correct. Yeah. And that's still good quality time because even in not talking, actually, when you don't talk, you kind of feel more. So I feel all how much I love him, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I feel comfortable. I feel safe. I feel happy. So. And all I just sit with those feelings for a while. Yeah. And, and they're important too. Mm-hmm. So we just soak ourselves in that and just enjoy each other's company. Mm-hmm. Just holding each other and just the feeling of being loved and loving. Mm-hmm. Just we like we just let that 
sound and resound with us and kind of, you know, melts us. And then we appreciate each other and the fact that we are not alone. It's it's a great feeling. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Sometimes we fight in there too. We fight in the bed. <laughs> sometimes we wrestle. <laughs> yeah, we wrestle, we play, you know, and that's fun too. Although sometimes it probably gets a little bit too feisty but <laughs> but overall it's really really good yeah i think we do well it's, no we do well we enjoy yeah. it yeah mm-hmm. we enjoy challenging each other and just you know fighting not yeah. fighting for anything not, yeah let's say, but just just rolling and you know just stupid being things. a little bit active like yeah yeah stupid things i would say that <laughs> my kids playing over nothing yeah exactly just make <laughs> our own fun i never really i have to say you know, I never realized how much of a kid I really am till I got married. <laughs> I mean, once I became an adult, I really feel like I'm a kid. <laughs> yeah, I brought out some of the childishness in me, not just in the play, also in some other areas, which this is not the topic today. But yeah, I realized I, I have a lot of childlike tendencies in myself, which is funny to me. But anyway. And that's good. I, I, I just like that about us. I... I love us, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. We, we watched the documentary about being goofy and how oh, that yeah. is important to the, even to the, the adult mind, mm. how just playing around like a pet, we just roll and not, you know, without any provocation, mm-hmm. just playing. Yeah. It's so important. And when you deprive yourself of that, even as adults, you're so, it's still not going to work that good for your mind you need to sometimes take yourself away from you know all the burdens and responsibilities and just be goofy just mm-hmm. play just laugh out loud just chase and be chased yeah just give yourself some something stupid to laugh about yeah just be just roll around be dirty be nasty yeah. a little bit with each other yeah. and i think it contributes to our overall well-being in our marriage mm-hmm. having someone to play with and then working together with everything else. It's mm-hmm. it's very important. I would recommend that. Yeah, I Natural agree. Natural therapy. Yeah. And I don't know all the reasons, all the benefits of having children. I don't. I don't even have children yet. But, you know, you always hear most moms, most healthy moms, you know, saying that, ah, oh, my life, and parents really, that my life has changed since having a child, the dads playing with their, you know, kids and we don't know, maybe we don't pinpoint exactly what it is, you know, because you can say that, well, the, a mother births the, ch- births the child, but, you know, the father didn't birth the child, but the father still ends up having this connection to yeah. children and children bring something into the family. I think mm-hmm. I know that's also not our topic right now, but one of the things I could say, speaking of play is that. Children force play into your life. <laughs> like it or not. Yeah, by force. Because sometimes we don't... invite you. Yeah. I don't know why we started playing. And, I, and that's another thing. Speaking of things I didn't know I needed, needed, like we were talking about cuddling. That's another thing. I don't know. I didn't really... It wasn't something I actively thought about. But when I did it, I realized that I liked it and I even needed it. So I, I'm sure there are a lot of adults out there who don't even realize that they need to be playing and having fun. But you should play and have fun. You know, yeah. in a healthy way, please make healthy decisions. So some yeah, adults play way. in not, not, a, not yeah, a healthy nah, way. <laughs> not, you know, resulting in some bloody words. And 
not just that. Yeah, even you know, yeah, there are all kinds of things people do to play which are not good. But yeah, yeah, it has to be simple enough. It doesn't have to be anything sophisticated. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm, I would say though I enjoy that as a as a child or as a son with my mom. Mm-hmm. My me and my mom used to play a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would you know play stupidly. You can mm. say. And so I think I carried that with me. Mm. I I'm naturally kind of introverted, but that's how I sometimes spend time with the people around me. Mm-hmm. I like to be funny a little bit. I like to play around, just you know, poke people a little in a simple way, not in an agitating way. So just kind of invite people to play and have fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I remember you telling me that. You didn't. You didn't know that you would even. You needed cuddling or you know holding each other like that. But I enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I knew I needed affection and cuddling, but I didn't realize how much I appreciated waking up next to somebody. Oh and yeah, having that time That's of sweet. intimacy. Yeah, it's very sweet. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Even for me, I would say the same. I didn't know that I would need that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's something special. Mm-hmm. It is. You you can't have it any other way. Mm. It's everything, you know, the security, the commitment, the being settled in your mind with one person, knowing that you can trust this person. It's the togetherness, knowing that we're doing something together. It's that being a team. It's like, mm-hmm. it's that safe haven marriage brings. Mm-hmm. It just allows you to burst out <laughs> and just be a child, mm-hmm. be soft, be nice, and just enjoy laughing and, like I said, being goofy mm-hmm. with each other. <laughs> I'm going to add, going on to the next thing, something in between, because I we started with what's unintentional or what has become a habit, and this is something which is like spontaneous and I'll use it to transition us into whatever we do that's intentional. So I think date nights for us are something which is spontaneous. Now, when we first got married, we did try to, you know, make it a habit twice a month, I think we agreed on. Yeah, we put it on the wall. Yeah, we even put it on our wall and we were good about that. But ultimately, I guess we didn't really need that much structure because we still managed to naturally end up spending time together, we decide, you know, let's go here, let's eat here, let's do this. And it works out. We don't find ourselves desperate for quality time or needing to do something very, very intentional. Get away from things. Yeah. Yeah. But some people need that. And I encourage you definitely, if you feel like you're needing that in in your marriage, then you should do it. more intentional about it. Yeah. Yeah. But for us, we're okay. So we just do that when we, we just get up one day and decide like, all right, let's go you know, yeah. do this. And when we do that, we have this book, which I bought for like five bucks when we went home over the summer. <laughs> it's like 2000 questions. So as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, this is great. You know, I forget what we were watching. It was a movie or I don't know what we were watching where the guy was saying, oh, it was fireproof. Oh, where yeah. the guy that was Christian saying, movie. yeah. One of the people in that movie was saying that he doesn't, he felt like he still had a high school diploma, I think. In his, <laughs> I know, in his, in his spouse. Yeah, and in in knowing <laughs> his wife. And when he said that, that really resonated because, you know, 
you feel like you know someone. And the funny thing is, when people always say, like, before you get married, you have to make sure you really know someone. But how well can you really know somebody? You can't really know people. Over the course of your whole marriage. And this guy had been married for several years and been through several things with his wife. Still, he feels like he doesn't really know his wife. And that's so true. Like we, Thomas and I have conversation over conversation. Yeah. Conversation over conversation. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And we, we just talk extensively, but we still don't really understand each other perfectly. We still don't know every single thing about each other. Just the other day, Thomas was telling me some stories I never knew about him. I call them adventures. Yeah, sure. Adventures. (laughs) Even when you know the character of your spouse, you still don't know all the details mm-hmm. and the, de- the, the, the details help understand, helps you to understand how your spouse ended up in the place they are. Yeah. Like if they told you a story, a particular story in their adults or in their teenage years and how that helped them develop a certain skill or a certain attitude, then you understand, oh, that's why you're like that. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, so it, it puts um, the meat around the bone. It helps you understand. Then you're able to distinguish the, the knowledge that you have of your spouse in a way that nobody else does. It's like you have an image to his personality. Mm. Like, you know his character, you know her character. But all those little adventures, details, which cannot be said at once, mm-hmm. it's impossible. It only happens with time, like we are saying, as you know, you're growing in your marriage. Once in a while, this story will pop up. I'm not talking about secrets here. I'm not yeah, talking no. about <laughs> things that are intentionally hidden. I'm talking about just, you know, just that spot, that one thing that happened when they were a child, when they were in college. And, you know, just talking about friends, some experiences really add more weight to your knowledge of the, the, the knowledge that you have of your spouse. And I think that really helps. And that's what the book has been doing for us. Just asking random questions and hearing how each of us even understands the question mm-hmm. and how we answer the question is like, okay, I get you now. It, mm-hmm. it, it builds a level of understanding that enriches the marriage that no one can know, no one can have, not siblings, not parents, but only your spouse can have because nobody has ever sat to listen to your spouse in that way with all those stories building together. So to be clear, do get to know your relationship partner as much as you possibly can before marriage, but it's impossible to know everything about them and all their thoughts and all their opinions and everything. There are things you'll learn over the course of many, many years. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so like Thomas was saying, we um, use that book to just ask each other random questions that we never would have even thought to ask each other. And then out of those questions, sometimes they're just hypothetical questions, but then sometimes they bring up memories and we tell old stories or whatever. We, you know, ponder over big ideas and, you know, life. Why why did a chicken cross the road? (laughs) (laughs) Truly, though, that was one of the funny ones that we (laughs) we had. Yeah. So, yeah, from silly questions to serious existential questions, you know, Everything that obviously with 2000 questions in there that they run the gamut. But so that has been a useful tool for us. And we've even used it like when we've met with other couples or with friends, yeah. we just, yeah, start asking questions. It's a nice way to, you know, spend time with someone. 
So, um, yes, spontaneous date night leading into the intentional things that we do and also maybe the intentional things that we're trying to do and still don't have, you know, quite perfect yet. Yeah. We have, we haven't been successful at all the things that we would like to do together. We're mm-hmm. still learning. We're still trying to figure out the best, what the best ways are for us to do certain things. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to give an example. <laughs> so, well, one thing that we are in, that sometimes we're intentional about that does work is like sometimes and it doesn't work consistently but we just make a decision over and over again like when it comes to working together as a team because that's another way we spend time together we spend time to um do this podcast for one (laughs) yeah so you know it's not always as perfectly consistent but we again agree and agree over again (laughs) you know to do it And so this is something which we do very intentionally. And it's another way that we spend time together as well. Like when we're cleaning, we don't always clean together. We kind of clean separately here and there. Whenever one feels like doing, he does and she does and we just get it done. But sometimes we do like we'll get up and Thomas will sweep and I'll make the bed. You know, he'll be I'll be cooking and then he'll wash help me wash dishes or we'll cook together, try to help each other around. We don't always do it that way, but sometimes we do that very intentionally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Things we do intentionally that we're still working on. (laughs) Number one. (laughs) There's a long list, perhaps. (laughs) Well, okay. Like, for example, you know, God gave us a grace um, when we were dating. I think it's because, and I know that, like, we were talking with another couple friend. I don't want to use this as, like, an excuse not to continue to try. Anyway, we don't, we never really give up, but... Um, um, at the same time that we don't do, we don't manage to do it now and we should still push ourselves to do what we think is good. I also think that there's a grace, which God gives for certain things in certain seasons of your life. And so like when we were dating and, um, we didn't have really, we didn't really have like good support around us for like premarital counseling or just to kind of walk with us alongside us in our relationship or to mentor us. We didn't really have that much. So we had some books though, and we managed to read together, read separately, come back together and talk about certain things. We we read whole books together and that was really awesome. Now that we're married, (laughs) this book is not about relationships, but we started reading Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. And is that what it's called? Or Of Life. Anyway, for life, for life, 12 rules for life. And we did that for all of maybe three days, two days, two to three days. (laughs) That's the way we wanted to spend time together because we're like, that was such a nice time when we were dating. We used to read together and we learned so much. (laughs) But now, oh, my gosh, like it just feels like the book is so big. And then I don't know. It's just like (laughs) it's hard for for me and for us to be consistent about that. But it's not something we've given up on in terms of uh, reading together. Um, what else? Exercising together. We just exercised together today. So that lets you know we haven't given up on it. Yeah, but, but, you know, our point has been frustrating because Thomas is be- in better shape than me. And he has a very strong mind. 
very, very strong mind. So we'll be doing exercises together, but I can't keep up. And I complain too much and I start maybe being negative and it affects him. He doesn't like that. And understandably so. (laughs) So at times it's hard for us to work out together because we approach it differently. I'm kind of like the lazy, like I want to take it easy or kind of slowly work my way, build up my stamina or whatever. And he's the kind of person who can even do HIIT workouts, like which are very intense. But he like, for example, I'm just saying he can do kind of high intensity kind of and he can push himself really, really hard and it's hard because we like I want to be like him, so I'm always bothering him. Like, let's go exercise, and even when he doesn't invite me, I just <laughs> make my I tag just along. Invite yourself. Yeah, I invite myself. <laughs> you invitedly join <laughs> <laughs> because I like what how he is, but I admit I'm not the same, and so it makes it hard for us to work together on that sometimes. Um, what else? Hmm. <laughs> Actually, not a lot now that I think about it. A few things. but Maybe our spiritual life, too. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's yeah. probably the the last one that I had in my mind somewhere, but I couldn't think of it. So go ahead. Oh, I thought you were going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking of it, but I couldn't think of it at, right at that moment. So you, you said it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, as Christians, we, we we would like to establish things for our household do things together. It's valuable to us. We mm-hmm. both know the benefits that come with reading the Bible and praying together as a family. Mm-hmm. But we, we haven't achieved, we haven't managed to achieve something consistent for ourselves. One that, you know, we are seeing ourselves growing in and has become a part of us. So mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that we don't read together. We it doesn't mean that we don't study the word together or pray together. In fact, we do, mm-hmm. but we haven't yet achieved a consistent habit, one that has been yeah. or has has become something of our in our household. Mm-hmm. One that we know that oh yeah, we are holding on to this and we've achieved it, and we are we can easily even pass it on. So we are still working around that. Like you said, sometimes seasons of life influence us and. We haven't given up. Mm-hmm. We watched the same one today. We we try things. We we try things. The good thing is that we are always moving. Exactly. We are always in motion. So mm-hmm. we we would try things like picking a sermon series, and then we would sit down, watch it together. Mm-hmm. We would read the Bible together. Like we've not been going to church since the coronavirus outbreak, but we have been doing Sunday church service. Uh, hear ourselves. We didn't do it last Sunday, but that's that's the, that's the only time we didn't do it. We watched the sermon in place of that. Okay, we watched the sermon, but we yeah, didn't maybe have something fuller. Yeah, but okay. we've been, which is huge. The the thing is that you know we didn't plan to do some of those things, so we don't feel um, accomplished as much as um, we would like to feel about the things that we, you know, plan to do that we are not able to do. But it, truth is that we are achieving a lot like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah we're doing our own service here we have our own communion every every tuesday mm-hmm. we we are watching sermons of teachers that we like to listen to mm-hmm. and we learn great things but because we didn't say oh we're going to watch a sermon for the next one month and let's pick this series and do it so that when when it's done we feel like yeah we made it mm-hmm. we are not able to you know celebrate it yeah, yeah. 
Oh yeah, but, I celebrated because we didn't like quantify it clearly. Exactly. But we are doing things. And I would add that actually when it comes to growing mm-hmm. spiritually, I actually sometimes prefer that way to I've tried the other way, which is being very intentional. Very rigid. And I realized that yeah, it's 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 difficult for us to sink together. It's it's sometimes not that easy. And I've found that when I don't make a big deal about things, like I'm just going to play a sermon. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I just watch my wife come sit and she actually sits to listen through with me. And in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, we, we got through this. Oh, no. Does that speak to my lack of <laughs> ability to submit? <laughs> I don't think so, really. It's much more complex than that. Yeah, but I agree. Mm-hmm. I've found that this is working for us. So... In as much as we would not be, you know, maybe giving ourselves the praise or whatever, it's still working. Mm-hmm. All the things we learn from this, the sermon, the Bible scriptures, everything, we can't undo them. Now we know them. All the readings that we do, whatever it is that we do, mm-hmm. it's still working in our lives. And I like it that way. It's pushing us. And I observe us and I observe you too. And I feel like, yeah, I think this is good. I don't have to be too pushy about this. I don't have to be, you know, presented as something strong, something extremely important. If we don't do this, then our Christian life isn't going on well. No, I've realized Mm. that, okay, if I take it easy, she will take it easy. Easy doesn't mean that the importance is not there. It's important, but it comes naturally. It comes easy. So if I'm going into listening to a sermon calmly, She's also likely to join me calmly. And then together we can watch and appreciate it. Just like how we watch our documentaries. I actually learned that from watching documentaries. <laughs> I don't tell you, hey, today we're going to watch a documentary. I want you to pay attention. <laughs> 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 I don't do that. But what I find is that as we watch in the documentary, sometimes one of us will pause or she would pause and then we start talking about the subjects of the documentary. And I'm like, yeah, that is good. So in watching a sermon, sometimes we do that too. We pause and we talk about what is being discussed. And I like that. That's Bible study right there. Mm. Yeah. So in some ways it's intentional, but you know, I'm, it's not, it's not, it's still not intentional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's good. And I mean, we think about, you know, our children, a lot of the things we do now, we're trying to think of our posterity. Is that the right word? Yeah, posterity. Yeah, just like this here podcast. <laughs> so when it comes to spending time together, t- doing things um, related to spending time with the Lord or knowing the Lord, I think that's a big um Impetus. I don't know if that's also the right word, but the word that came to mind. <laughs> uh, it's a big impetus for us not to give up. We are we are not the type to give up anyway. No. But yeah, even when we fail and whatever, we still try because the the habits we're building now, we want to have those also with our children. We want to do Bible study with them. We want to pray with them. We want to lead by example and also participate with them to do things so that they understand. And know God the way that our our mothers and our parents also taught us God from a young age, which has been literally a saving grace in our lives. So, yes, that kind of spending time together is important to us. 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think we have a bigger picture of doing things that helps us mm -hmm. so that it's not one big moment that's going to carry us to the end that we're looking at, but it's just those small moments. So we've given ourselves the room to fail sometimes so that when we look back, we can see times when we failed at things and times when we succeeded. But a good thing would be that we are making progress. So we don't have to make a big deal about that time when it didn't work out mm -hmm. or when we wanted to spend quality time together to produce something and it didn't end up that way. Well, it's just one of the days that we're going to spend quality time together. So we can put that aside and spend more quality time together and they're still going to add up and give us what we want. So I think we, we have the right mindset and the strength to become who we want to be. Mm -hmm. And spending time together never gets boring for us. Mm -hmm. It does yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, I like the times that we spend together. May we always love it because some people would t tell us, well, you guys are still in the honeymoon stage, but you know, I think it can continue. I've seen marriages where people still continue to love to be around each other, talk to each other, genuinely, genuinely love to do everything together or do many things together or do whatever things together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So may our marriage always be so. I get Even tired of hearing that. kids come and that, make us busy. <laughs> you know? Hmm. I get tired of hearing that sometimes because I feel like the goalpost is always being shifted. Mm. Some people tell you right after you get married, it's going to take about six months. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the rest of your first year in marriage, that's when you're going to deal with that. We, you get past that and then we're like, well, you still, you know, get into two years. Just wait until the kids come. Mm -hmm. And then it's always, it's always being anticipated that that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I think... That idea in and of itself isn't bad. I think it's producing something good in us. It's nice mm -hmm. that we are aware of that, that there could be times or there can be a time in our lives when things are not all going to be all rosy and nice as it is now. Mm -hmm. But that also helps us to work mm -hmm. together and to forgive each other and just move on. And so we keep the momentum that we started with mm -hmm. and we're always evolving. Mm -hmm. So at every stage, we feel like, yeah, we've evolved. We are no longer the same as we started. But one thing we can say for sure is that we enjoy each other. That is, exactly. there's no doubt about that. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, like, so what you said is so true. I never noticed it, but you're, ex you're exactly correct that the goal post is always shifting. You're dating. They're like, you're in the honeymoon phase. When you get married, it gets tough. You get married, they tell you the first year is going to be the hardest. <laughs> you get through it. It's not that bad. They tell you when you have kids, you have kids, everything is okay. They say Wait seven year itch. <laughs> <laughs> seven or eight years. Most people yeah. start have wandering eyes and lose attraction or whatever. And you go through it. It's fine. Empty nest. You go, we're so used to having the kids around. When you when your spouse leaves, you might not know what to do with yourselves. Mm -hmm. Everything works out. You know, like, <laughs> the thing it does to me, it makes me stay humble. Like you said, we always are working on our marriage. We're always yeah. intentional and active about it. But I also want to encourage people who are feeling like I really am having a great marriage right now, not to feel fearful of those times. They mm -hmm. may come. But genuinely enjoy, like Thomas said, that we do in our marriage. You should also just enjoy your marriage. Celebrate the good times, you know, embrace them. 
And of course, like I said, in my case anyway, I, I, it really does humble me to feel like to not take it for granted. So I would say that's a good thing to anybody who is having, you know, a happy marriage. You should celebrate it and enjoy it. And at the same time, don't, um, take it for granted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll be the fuel for you in hard times if they, if and when they come. Well, inevitably they come, but how they, how you experience them can be different. Everybody experiences death. Everybody experiences loss. Everybody experiences pressure, all those kind of things. But we experience them difficulty, dif- uh, differently. Some people yeah. experience them victoriously. Some people experience them and it just totally crushes them. You know, so you want to be on the side of victory. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah. Well, that's all I've got for today. <laughs> you want to share anything you've learned? Takeaways? Takeaways. Spend time with each other, you know. And just take care of your marriage. Really take care of your marriage. So like we were saying, date nights are great. If you feel like you don't need them, if you feel like even right now your priority is your budget and you don't want to like take time to or take out of your budget to be going out and having dinners and da da da, you don't have to. Different at different seasons, in different seasons of your marriage, you'll have different priorities. Um, but just take care of your marriage. If you guys have agreed to work on your finances, work on them, be intentional something doesn't work, try another way. It doesn't work, try another way. Keep trying, (laughs) you know? And yeah, just like that, step by step, you'll just go from one season to the next. So yeah, take care of your marriage. Take care of each other. The time you spend together is taking care of your marriage. So I think I feel like that wasn't really that organized, but hopefully (laughs) it it made sense. (laughs) Well, my takeaway would be um, from Proverbs twenty-seven, twenty-three. Now, the Bible says, "Be diligent to know the state of your flocks, mm. because riches do not always last." So you you have to be aware and accounting. You have to be accounting for the state of your marriage. Where where are you? What are you lacking? What do you have? in your baskets, what have you been able to achieve? It's just a pure management thing. Gardens don't get built naturally. If you leave a land, it's going to grow bushy. When anytime you see a good garden, a garden looking all nice and fresh, you also know that there is a gardener behind it. You don't have to even see him. You know somebody has worked this. Somebody has pruned the flowers. They look all nice, straight. It's somebody's handiwork. And that's how marriage is. You have to be diligent to know what your state is and invest in it. You have to commit to working together to make it better than it is. And that's what I've learned that, yeah, taking care of each other. Know the state of your flock. So take care of each other. If if your wife isn't feeling happy in your marriage, that's a big deal. Do you know that? Do you know the state of you know, the, your, your partner in the marriage, it's as serious as anything else you do as a husband. Know your wife's state. If your wife, know your husband's state. You don't want to be living and thinking it's all well when it's not well. So know where you are, 
talk, communicate, be open, be sincere. You are in it together. You have the security already. And if you don't, then that's your, the problem you need to be working on. So be committed to making it work. Make, make the bush into a garden, basically. So at each point in time, me and Marcy, it's like we're walking through our garden and, you know, picking out the leaves and the shrubs and the things that take, the, take away the beauty of the marriage intentionally, take them out, take them out, and then the garden is going to look beautiful. That's what I've learned. Wonderful. Thanks to those who are listening, children of the future, our future children. <laughs> we hope you've learned something. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, even if you're just learning about who mom and dad were in 2020. <laughs> yeah. But if you get some wisdom out of it, that's also good. Even better. Yep. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. And we love you.